Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Flames. Dan Vladar and Jacob Markstrom were dubbed the best goaltending tandem in the Western Conference, but what makes them the best? What is it that makes them stand out among some of the best other best goalies in the league here on Locked On Flames? Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back or welcome to Locked On Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Locked On Flames. Today, we are going to be talking about goaltending, and if there's anything to know about me, if you're new here, I love goalies, I love talking about goaltending, and I love talking about this goaltending tandem. But before we talk about that, make sure you are subscribed to Locked On Flames so you are never missing an episode, especially as today marks two weeks until the home opener against the Colorado Avalanche. That is going to be so much fun. I'm so excited for it, and you should be too. But let's jump right into this so we can talk about some other exciting things. Am I right? Who doesn't love a good goalie tandem, especially one that it just sets the bar so high for any other team in the division and even the conference. And that would be Jacob Markstrom and Dan Vladar. Last season, Jacob Markstrom started 63 games. Yes, you heard me correctly, 63. And that was 20 more from prior two seasons. And don't forget that those were like shortened seasons as well. And of course, last season, he was an absolute force to be reckoned with, with a 37-15-9 record. But he also had nine shutouts, a 9-2-2 save percentage, which was a career best since 2011, where he had a 9-2-3. And I absolutely just love to see those numbers climb back up again and for him to find himself and get into a good rhythm, especially with a solid Flames defense. And last year, he uh, finished the season with a 2.22 goals against average. He just, uh, twos, there's lots of twos in here. So two is a Jacob Markstrom number. And he finished second behind Igor Shesterkin for the Vesna Trophy. But it was not all... Pancakes and gravy? Is that what they say? Like, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. That's pancakes and gravy. What on earth am I talking about? But he did fall apart in the playoffs and just crumbled. It was bad. He finished the postseason with a 901 save percentage and a 295 goals against average. This series against the Stars was one of like the best goaltending matchups I'd seen in a really long time. And I loved watching Jake Ottinger and Jacob Markstrom go at it. I thought that they were both so talented and, you know, you go into that series thinking, okay, they have a young inexperienced goaltender. So it should be easy. And no, the 
the flames and stars had it out for each other. And I was worried how that one was going to end, but the Edmonds, the Edmonton series just did not, it was ugly. It was real bad after that first game. It was, I mean, even during the first game, I feel like the series from the start was just destined for chaos. Um, it was like a nine, another nine to six win or something like that for the flames. But Jacob Markstrom just could not get out of his own way. He looked exhausted. His defense wasn't up to par and he was just cooked. Absolutely cooked. And I think that he was able to get some rest this off season. Him and his uh, partner, Amanda, are expecting their first child, which is so exciting. I love when we get to uh, meet new baby flames. I think that it's so cute. But on to his partner in crime, Dan Vladar, who the uh, the Flames acquired from the Boston Bruins last year after the team had traded, traded David Riddick at the deadline the year prior, and then acquired um, Dan Vladar. But Dan Vladar's experience in Boston was uh, limited. He had a lot of experience down in Providence in their AHL system. I've had the pleasure to chat with him, and he is just such an intelligent hockey player and an amazing person to talk with. But there just wasn't any more room for him there. So, the Bruins and Flames worked out a trade. And Vladar has found himself with some great uh, experience here in Calgary. He even said recently he's very grateful for the Flames, giving him a chance and, you know, giving him something to work with and <laughs> work for. And last season he had, uh, sorry, he made 19 of no I'm sorry I cannot 23 starts and he finished the record with uh finished with a record of 13 6 and 2 with a 906 save percentage and a 275 goals against average you know I think that that's uh pretty solid for a backup I think that his stats were skewed a little bit because he did have a those three games against uh, Tampa, Florida, and Carolina, which was just horrible and not a great way to kick off the new year. And they were very high-scoring games and not ones that anyone looks back on fondly. But I will say he is a very solid and consistent uh, back up for the Flames, and the Flames should be very grateful to have that, especially as they go into this season and hopefully give Markstrom some more rest. And coming up next, we are going to talk about why it is their year again and why they are only getting stronger. But first, let's talk about our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online has all of the latest odds, news, and scores for your favorite sports. They are a great source replacing all of your bets and listening to sports podcasts. And like I said, staying up to date on all of your favorite teams with news and scores. And of course, it is Thursday, so there is some Thursday night football action going on tonight between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Miami Dolphins. That will be a very good matchup. 
and I will uh, place some money on Joe Burrow because I do love me some Joe Shiesty from Cleveland, not Cleveland, Cincinnati. Um, same state, right? They're the same thing. But yes, so head on over to betonline.net to check out the latest action and all of your betting needs. Bet online, where the game starts. As always, thank you so much for tuning in to Locked On Flames. It's greatly appreciated that you're joining me here for my fourth season as the host, and you absolutely love to see it. I think, no, 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 no. I know that the Flames' defense only got stronger over the summer. And when you have strong defensemen, you're going to have stronger goaltending. Because your goalie isn't going to have to work as hard. Yeah, they still have to work hard and all that, but it's it's a lot easier. The Flames' decor are a very good group of communicators as well. They have great chemistry. I think that what's great is that they all lift each other up and push each other to the next level in some way. With Oliver Shillington being gone, it does uh, leave a little bit more room for a player to get some time in the NHL and of course develop some more. And I think the flames have one of the best decors in the league. So for a young guy to come in like, uh, like a Connor Mackey to come in and, you know, get some time under his wing, under his belt and start learning more from this group. Like there is not a better group out there to learn from. And of course, there is enough talent there to, f- <laughs> there's enough back, uh, there's enough jamming, uh, enough of a log jam that if the Flames has to fill any holes due to injuries, they- they've got plenty of options there. And like I mentioned, they are a cohesive group that knows how to communicate, that knows, they know their goalies, and they know what it takes from each other Like, they play on each other's strengths and weaknesses, and that's what I think makes the decor so good. And I am honestly so excited to see what Mackenzie Wegar brings to this group. I think that he is going to bring a heck of a lot of talent, obviously, and a healthy Chris Tanev back is going to be great. Rasmus Anderson, I'm telling you right now, is going to have a fantastic season. Noah Hannafin, same with him. Hopefully Oliver Shillington comes back and and everything's okay enough for him to come back. And uh, Nikita Zadorov, which I mentioned in last episode, he is taking strides to fill some bigger roles in the organization, which is a huge responsibility. And I think that, that it, having a more mature and well-rounded group this year will take the weight off of Markstrom massively. I think that he will not have to start as many games, which will be great. And of course you are going to look to your defense to, you know, be clearing the puck more to be limiting those high danger chances and to really, you know, you want your team to be in, in in the other person, in the other team's zone. You want them to be generating the scoring chances and not your opponent. So, of course, I, I just, I really would like to see 
Markstrom get a little bit more rest this season. I think that uh, Vladar has been proving himself and his growth as a goaltender as well as to why he should be starting more games and why he should be getting more ice time was last year, you know, maybe, I don't want to say a fluke, but it was his first season in the NHL. There was no way he he was going to go out there and start 30 games. It was just not in the cards. But I think this year the, they could work him up to 25 starts and or 25 appearances and to let Markstrom rest. And that's what we're going to, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But when you have like all cylinders firing, you're going to have good goaltending too. And I think what needs to happen in order for Vladar to get better, you need to have him out experiencing things. It's like teachers, coaches, your parents don't like, they don't, say practice makes perfect for no reason now do I think anybody's perfect no I don't but it's a very realistic possibility for Vladar to have better opportunities and better quality starts if he's seeing more ice time why would you not give him more ice time again especially against teams like Arizona the Devils the Blackhawks um, who are some bottom, the Sharks, like, especially, especially late in the season when there aren't necessarily, like, nothing's on the line. Like, at this point, if those teams are out of contention, you're, you've pretty much secured a playoff spot. You don't have to worry about the points as heavily as you did, like, a few weeks before. Let Vladar start and give Markstrom some rest I think that that is truly like the top priority here and again I think that Markstrom will be able to mentor Vladar some more I think that this team and even Markstrom has said this team is better than last year's team he was on the phone every day with Gaudreau trying to get him to stay and then one night he he gets a call from uh Brad Tree Living and says hey, is Huberto a good guy? Because they'd played in Florida together. And yeah, that happened. And I do think that there will be obvious bumps in the road. You know, these things just happen. There are some nights where you're just going to get beat up on. It's probably going to be by a team like the San Jose Sharks because they've apparently just destroyed they, they've taken a real liking to destroying the Flames, and I'm not having any of it. But, um, you know, this is a good group, and you can't get too comfortable there. But you also, you have to realize that there's something special right in front of you. And let it run its course, but push them to be better than they have been in the past. Coming up next, we're going to talk about what needs to happen. Because there there are a few things that need to happen here. And I, I don't know if Daryl Sutter is going to like my suggestions. <laughs> Thank you again for tuning in to Locked on Flames. Make sure that you are subscribed to Locked on Flames. And be sure to follow me on Twitter. At Jess Belmosto. So we talked about Markstrom needing to rest. That is 
number one, prior like priority number one, written in red marker, underlined, bolded, like circled. Everything needs to come back to that. Everything needs to come back to Markstrom getting enough rest. And there's there's no reason why he shouldn't be getting rest. And, you know, if you want him to be playing like he did against Edmonton, probably in the first round this year, you're going to have to, you know, just don't change, don't change the blueprint. Don't change, you know, your little cheat sheet. I just, I think that Markstrom is going to need at least, at least, five to 10 less games than he saw last year. I, I 65 start, or, sorry, 63 starts is a lot. It's a lot. And there were plenty of games in March and April where we were just kind of sitting there and saying, why is he starting against the Coyotes? The division has been clinched. It is time for him to rest. There's just... There's no reason for it. And I could say this until I'm blue in the face. Daryl Sutter rides his goaltenders into the ground. But I think we may see some changes with Sutter. And hopefully with this leadership group that he has, hopefully some of them are going to say something and be like, hey, um, why don't we give... Vladar a start. Give 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 Marky the night off, you know? Give Darth Vladar a start. Like please, someone plant put the bug in his ear and let him let that poor man rest. He oh my god. I can't imagine having to do 63 starts again or more. Uh, that's that is not a good sign. At all. And I, oh man, I, I don't even want to think about it because if Markstrom, like there's no way this team has a deep playoff run if Markstrom's overworked because they're sure as heck not going to start Dan Vladar in the playoffs. Why would they do that? That would be setting, I'm not setting them up to fail, but you know, when you start Markstrom, that's setting them up to succeed. And Typically in playoffs, you don't, you just, you go with one goaltender. Why would you, why would you switch it up? And I think that Sutter just, he needs to have faith in Vladar. He has to, he has to trust his goaltenders. I understand that last year he really couldn't, but that was because it was his first full season in the NHL, Daryl. Daryl, please, like... I'm sure your first, actually, I don't know your first year of coaching you for all I know, you probably won the Stanley cup, but you know, you have to look at it and say, okay, like he didn't have, he didn't have any experience in Boston at the NHL level. Truly. They threw him out there in the bubble and said, Hey, um, Tuka went home. Halak is hurt or has allowed like six goals. So you're going to go in. And then they just left him out to dry this poor kid, he's literally just a deer in the headlights. And then gets treated to this organization where now his coach doesn't even trust him. Like, how is that setting your player up for success? You have to trust him now. It is time to begin trusting 
Dan Vladar as a true backup. Now, I'm not saying they need to split the season one, 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 you know, every other game or anything like that, but there just has to be some sort of solution for Markstrom's workload. There has to be. And that's the end of my goaltending rant because I could go on for hours. And if I do, you're not going to listen to the whole show. So maybe uh, at some point this season, I will have goaltending expert uh, Kat Silverman join me so we can talk about Markstrom and Dan Vladar and maybe some of his technique. But I will see you tomorrow as we, it's Friday, haven't done it in a while. So we're going to talk about winners and losers of the week. Uh, Maybe some women's hockey news. We're going to preview the game of um, the Oilers. And then, of course, I'll be here on Monday for some Seattle Kraken previewing as well. And until then, see you on the internet.